welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets splintered? You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. Stop the rage. What have you done, you bastard? With you, wasn't it? You who started the epidemic, the evil that is wiping out our community. You raised the dead to feed on the living. You planned it. You were the ones who started. You wanted to defy hell. And now hell has accepted the challenge. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retro Blood. As we continue our zombified month here on the Retro Blood, talking all about zombies, things out of the grave, the undead, coming for your blood month here on the Retro Blood, because we're talking all about zombie movies made in the 1980s, which there's a shit ton of them. But we are talking probably about one of the best, one of the wildest ones. If you like remote islands with voodoo. Voodoo. Are you a big fan of voodoo there, Allison? Man, I love voodoo. I love voodoo movies. We're going to do a whole month of like voodoo movies at one point. I get it all planned out. So not only does this voodoo in there, we have an eye gouging. Okay, we have some... We have some uh, 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 naked uh, scuba divers. We got everything here, brother, because Retro Blood is talking all about Zombie Two. Zombie Two, yeah, Zombie Two, or or Zombie One here in <laughs> United States, brother. Because yeah, if you all would have listened to our lights out, which you should have, which dropped <laughs> Friday, super early in the morning. Friday, two days ago. All right. If y'all were listening to that shit, you would have figured out, you know, the backstory behind why this is Zombie Two and I Italian, and why this is Zombie One here in America. So, but everybody, James Klein, Jay Allison, what's happening, Allison? How you feel about this? Uh, this is like this is you've been waiting to do this for a while, huh? I have. I've been waiting to do this probably nearly since the show started. But we've but to do this particular movie because I, I love this movie. Um, but we've talked about doing a zombie month off and on for sev- at least several months now, um, and we finally did one. Um, but we're going to do another one probably I don't know sometime next year I guess. Well, we have to. And uh, we got. I mean, fuck, we have brother. To, yeah. We talked about this last week, but fuck, there's like a thousand fucking zombie movies out there in the There's 80s. like a thousand zombie movies, yeah, and then. Um, yeah, we're definitely gonna do do another one. We have this. Uh, I have a uh, a plan to have some guests on for our other zombie movie month. Oh, that'd be fun. So, but yeah, I'm super excited. So I gotta say though, can they, that. Can, um, when you have a guest yeah. on, can they explain to me why somebody would scuba dive butt ass naked? We're gonna get there, man. <laughs> we're gonna get there. We're gonna talk can about. Can I that. have a deep analysis um, of that? That's what I want to know, brother. Okay, that's what I want to know. <laughs> when we get there in the movie, we will talk about that. Because that, I mean, 
I can explain to you when we get there. I'll explain to you and the the people out there listening exactly why that happened. Well, I had uh, yes, and I would give my my, I give my thoughts out. of why, and it might have to do with rich Italian men and then the eighteen to thirty six demographic that might have to do with that. You think? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, but this one's fun. Like this, there's a lot of like interesting backstory which we'll talk to about this yes. movie when we do the who booked this shit. But, uh, you know, mm-hmm. this is my first... I've always known about this movie, but i never seen it before until, like, you know, when I was watching it for this review. And it's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Like, it's a very fun movie. And the only thing I could think about, though, to go back on one of our Retro Blood mm-hmm. episodes when we did The Church, brother. Check it out in the archives. So, remember when we were doing The yeah. Church? Which is obviously... was I think The Church was obviously, like, done way after this movie. But remember they were talking about yeah. it was like it was like Dario Argento and and, and uh, I believe it was like Mark, was it Baba, you know they they were kind of like coming up with ideas for Demons Three, and they wanted yeah. it on a fucking island. And I was like, well, fuck, bro, we already got that like a couple years earlier with this movie. It's basically like a yeah not, what they were looking for. Right, we've already we've already done that with Demon or with uh, Zombie yeah. Zombie Two. We got a fucking zombie demons on this fucking island with voodoo. All right. So, but yeah, we'll get it all into it. But everybody, like on every retro blood, let's talk some history about what's happening. Let's do it. In the pro wrestling scene and the metal scene around the release date of this movie. So, we couldn't do the Italian release date because that was in no. the late 1979. All right. But, but, yeah. no, but no fear. Us here in the United States, brother, have gotten a copy of this movie. It's came out because this one came out in July 18th, 1980. Yep. So we wouldn't have been able to uh, uh, see it until the 1980s, which is why technically it fits into our... Uh, yeah. Fits our, in there, brother. Uh, our time period, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You know, you ship this movie across the seas. You know, we're mm, going to the local... Where do, you, where do you think this would have been shown at? Uh-huh. This would have been shown in drive-in movie theaters. Yes, and it would have been shown in, um, like Grindhouse theaters on Forty Second Street in New York City, places like that. Definitely, and Grindhouse, it would probably, yeah, and it would probably have been shown in movie theaters second, like second, not second class, like second run, I guess, like movie theaters that couldn't get whatever the newest big movie was. Do you think? Because one thing you got, I mean, do you, like so, you know, Grindhouse is like almost like one step above porn. You know what I mean? Like you could have yeah, sometimes you, it was you, porn. You, yeah. you could have done a double feature with this one. You know what I mean? You could have had fucking Zombi come up with you know tales from Zombi or something. You know what I mean? Have some fucking cosplaying zombies getting it on. Yeah, you know. That's you know what I mean. Could have a, you got a double feature there. Yeah, for sure. It it, it, it could have worked. So. Um, but yeah, like another thing too that I think we've mentioned before about movie theaters is that there are rules involved. So like if you could, if you were, you can't show the same movies that that a, that a theater that's within a certain distance of you shows. So like for example, like people had to bid on movies. So when you bid on a movie, like say the new, I don't know conjuring comes out you bid on that 
And then if your booker can get that for your theater, then if you have a theater that's like a mile away, they can't show The Conjuring. They have to show something else. So if the only other movie that came out that week was Zombie 2 or Zombie, then, you know, the theater owner might have said, okay, we'll book that for me. At least it's something new. So he would have something new to show. So I'm sure a lot of theaters like that showed it. Um, you know, movies that they couldn't get whatever the big movie was. It came out, you know, that week or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably your so local sure a lot uh, of those theaters showed it too. Probably some of your local mom and pa theaters. Yeah. Probably showing um, this. Do I own this? Um, so, um, my when I worked at the movie business, um, as a projectionist, um, I had a friend who worked there who had ran movies in the 70s and the 80s. And he had like a collection of, I want to say he had 40,000 movie posters um, that he had collected over his time. Like he would just take a copy of whatever it was home. And when he got rid of his collection, I bought a bunch of them. Um, and I'm trying to remember if I bought this one, but he definitely had this movie poster. Um, so his his theater showed it. Um, but yeah, so that, so it did show. I mean, it, it did show in movie theaters. So there's a chance we could have seen it. Um, this is not how I first saw it though. I saw it on home video and probably 1982 or three, I want to say, cause, um, it was like one of the um, movies that they demoed for us when we went into this video store to buy this thing called a RCA select division, which was like a laser disc player. So it wasn't laser. It was analog. It, was, it played like a record. I really don't know how they worked, but it had a disc. And it was like it was some kind of a laser disc, and you put the disc in there, and it had this needle that went down and actually read the movie, and then it would play under television. But the movie they picked to demo what this was like was Zombie, which I thought was I think it's really weird now that I think about it. But um, they played, so I saw the whole beginning of the movie where they're on the boat, and um, where they're on the boat and they're walking across the the bridge at the beginning of it. I saw all of that, and then the guy where he shoots a guy in the head. Um, and then I didn't see the movie again for years, but uh, yeah, that's my uh, that was my introduction to zombie. Well, that's fun. <laughs> it, uh, uh, two days ago it was mine when I watched it, but even though I knew about the movie, right, then, yeah. and I do know that there is a, a real life band called Zombie Two. I, I believe they're kind of like a uh, prog technical band. They're actually mm -hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So everybody check them out. But let's get into some of this history stuff. Keep this train rolling, brother. Keep the train rolling. So, I found two things that kind of happened around this date of, uh, was it July 18th, 1980? So, yeah. the first one I want to talk about is the pro wrestling one. Because mm -hmm. I think this is pretty interesting. And it's actually one of my favorite pro wrestlers that we have talked about before on the show before. And that is one, Nick Bockwinkle. Alright? So, for all you, okay. for, all you yeah. for all you new wrestling fans or you know, fans for fans that don't know exactly who the Nick Bockwinkle is, he's basically like if you if you picture like a very classy world heavyweight champion, kind of like a Ric Flair without like freaking out, or maybe the Ric Flair mm -hmm. not on cocaine. That's basically what you'll yeah. get with Nick Bockwinkle. He's kind of like the elegant world's champion, but he's really good in the ring. Mm -hmm. And what he'll do is he'll use really big vocabulary. Okay. To make it seem like he's better than you. You know what I mean? That's kind of like yes. his gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a little backstory. So basically, he was the 
uh, AWA World's Champion. All right, so I'm just going to go mm-hmm. talk a little backstory about how we actually get up to this match that happened on J- July 18th, 1980. So in 1975, uh, the AWA co-founder, World Heavyweight Champion, Vern Gagne, who was not only the champion brother, but also the promotions uh, uh, leader. He was like the promoter of the territory of the AWA. Um, so, you know, there's a ton of backstory to get into Vern, but basically around this particular time, he was looking to lose the belt. All right. He wanted to mm-hmm. make a make a champion. And of course, like every, almost every world champion, he wanted to put the belt first on his son, Greg Gagne. Of course. Which probably would have been a very shitty idea because that sounds not like a good idea yeah because you know greg is not you know a horrible wrestler but he ain't no fucking you know he's not no fucking world champion you know what i mean yeah he's a bachwinkle but you know we the thing about this era though especially if you have this promotion like this you know what i mean you did not want to put your belt all right on some guy who would fucking take it put it in the road and run over it you know i mean and send it back to you like stan hansen did okay Right, that was the key. That you know, that was the thing that you had to watch out for. Like, you had to have somebody that you could put your title on that you could trust. Yeah, not to steal your title because they were very expensive to make. Um, you know, they had to put a, a deposit down on the uh, on the title when they took it. Yeah, well, that was um, the yeah, that was the uh, well, hold on, that was the NWA World Belt. They had to put a deposit oh, on. Yeah, okay. the AWA one. No, that was just like in like a, like the in-house family one. You didn't really have to do a deposit on that belt. I mean, you right, might okay. have, you might have to do a little bit of it, but I never heard like any other like organization having you put like money down if you're going to win the belt, which is that's just how the NWA was. Well, yeah, I mean, we only know that though because of because of the story about Flair not getting his money back. Yeah. Yeah, so but, it is possible. Know. It's possible that other promotions did it, but I've only heard of NWA doing that. Yeah. So, so apparently it was uh, Vern Gagne's business partner, business partner Wally, who proposed mm. Wally. Nick. Yeah, Wally, brother. All right. Don't be don't be yeah. hate, don't be hating on my boy Wally. I'm not hating on Wally. All right, because he didn't he made a great move over here. He mm. he recommended. That Nick Bachwinkle be the person who who would win the belt, and eventually, obviously, they would do that match. And then, around November eighth, nineteen seventy five, in the Civic Center in Minnesota, uh, Nick Bachwinkle ended Vern Gagne's seven year reign. Okay, and, okay. He, and he pinned Vern Gagne. So, so now we have this set. We have Vern Gagne losing the belt after seven years. That's a long time. And, he, and Nick Bockle beat him in 1975 to, to, uh, to, to gain the AW belt. And he had like a long title defenses between many people. Like he would do a couple rematches with Vern. I mean, he would just face everybody during this five-year reign. Uh, the, the one I want to bring up really quick um. It actually happened in March 1979. And I thought this was a very interesting match. Um, the, re- the reason I find it interesting is what would happen like later down the road. <laughs> uh, with these two, these two actually, I never realized that these two organizations actually worked together. So in March of 1979, 
Nick Bockwinkel faced the then WWF champion Bob Backlund for the first ever American Wrestling Association and Worldwide Wrestling Federation title versus title bout. Mm. So, because, you know, this is when, you know, Vince McMahon Sr., was running the territory, and he wasn't he he wasn't as crazy as Vince Man Jr. would be later on when Vince Man Jr. pretty much raided the AWA of all their fucking top talent. You know? Yes, right. I mean this this Vince Man we talked about it before, but he took everybody, brother. He was like I'm surprised he didn't take the fucking popcorn stand guy. He took everybody from these people. Yeah, I mean he took he took everything. He took uh, well he took basically the best of every everything that he loved from all the wrestlers he loved from around yeah, all the territories that he could get signed. Well, to me though, when I'm watching it, he took the most from AWA out of any, to me, out of anybody. So this match, uh, uh, Allison, how would this match between two different promotions at this time, we have the world champion, Bob Backlund versus the world champion, Nick Bockwinkle. How do you think this legendary match would end? 1979. Double count out. Fuck. Double count out. Fucking nailed it. You nailed yeah, it correctly. Man. Double count out, brother. You know what I mean? The the action was too much for the ring, so they got yeah. counted out, brother. Yeah, that's the only way that that could possibly end is double count out. You can't have a winner. Yes. So that brings me all the way to what we have going on here today, which is mm-hmm. after five years, brother, okay, mm-hmm. of... Bob Backlund, I mean, uh, Nick Bockwinkle, you know, facing all these challengers, like Bob Backlund, you know, facing all these challengers around the AWA and everything. He now has to face, on July 18th, 1980, he has to face his old nemesis that he took the belt from five years ago, Vern Gagne. All right? Uh Uh-oh. And he, he did that, and he beat... Vern Gagne beat Nick Bockwunk to to gain the AWA World Heavyweight Belt, and he ended the five-year reign of Nick Bockwunk on this date, right when Zombie dropped here in America, brother. So, oh, perfect. So yeah, so that's your typical like wrestling storyline, right? Yeah. So the the hero who holds the title for a long time loses to the brash heel, then the brash heel holds the title for years, and everybody gets to where they hate him. And then here comes your hero again, Vern Gagne, to win, they win his title back, and everything is all right with the world, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, that's pretty impressive. They, they're doing all these uh, fucking uh, big-time feuds over here. Like, you know, these feuds yeah. like last, like, years and shit. Yeah, I was about to say, this is like a five-year story. Yeah. Line. And people talk about how the Bloodline story is too long because it's been going on for, like, two years. Yes. Like, this is nothing the way it used to be. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, like, well, yeah. you know, the TV back in the day compared to TV now is way different. You know, you might get the AWA maybe like once or twice a month. You know what I mean? Compared no, to every, right That's now true. where it's like every fucking week. So just the whole, you know, wrestling throughout the years have changed. I mean, fuck, it even changed in the 90s compared to the 80s. Um, but, you know, at this time, it, you know, I would say it's a pretty big deal because what happened too with this match is not only did Vern Gagne beat Nick Bockwinkel, but he beat him yeah. for the belt, and then he retired. I was like, look well, at this guy. Okay. Wow, yeah. So then what did they do? They have a tournament to decide who the, title, um, the champion was? Yeah, I believe they did. 
Yes. Probably because people love tournaments. Yes. So, you know, pretty interesting that that would happen uh, right when... Z- Just imagine that. We got we got Zombie, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, in our fucking... Mm-hmm. Our local uh, Grindhouse Theater. And then on the yep. tube, hopefully we can get the AWA to see this legendary bout. Because, you know... The uh, Nick Bockwing and Vern Gagne, they had some really good uh, technical wrestling matches. So for all you uh, new newer wrestling fans, it would be like watching Zack Saber Jr. and like Daniel Bryan, probably. You know, what I mean, very, yeah. very, very yeah. technical guys in the ring, very fundamentally sound. Uh, catches catch. I'm saying all these like old school words. Catches catch can. You know what I mean? Right. Put a hold on him, brother, and sit there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. So the rest holds. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So catches catch can wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, pretty fun uh, uh, event going on over there. So not too uh, not too shabby so far with the wrestling. I was like talking about my boy Nick Bockwinkel. I've always been a big fan of him. So, yeah, like I've I've become a more recent fan of him as you as we've talked about before. But yeah, he was he was great. He was yeah. incredible. If anybody's you know. If, if we have helped anybody learn about some history of wrestling, I mm-hmm. recommend going on the Peacock and watching the yep. AWA documentary that the WF put out. Nick Bakwin Nick Bakwin goes on there. You can see a couple yep. of clips from the guy, and you can see where a lot of wrestling wrestlers have like taken his like presence in the ring, like his his persona. Plus, he was managed by none other than the Brain Bobby Heenan. Very, very good, uh, very good uh, wrestler there. So the next thing we have going on is it's a little weird. So I never heard of this <laughs> band before, but they actually sound pretty good. Have you ever heard okay. about this band? So the band uh, I'm going to talk about is going to be uh, Booge. Did I say that right? Boogie? Uh, Budgie. Budgie. I'm thinking yeah. about Rick Boogs. But it's Budgie. You're thinking about Rick Boogs. Yeah, Boogs, bro. Uh, that's something you don't hear oh, every you, day. You know he would uh, love I think this you're band. the only person. I think you're the only person that thinks about Rick Boogs. I don't think even like uh, What's the wrong? WWE creative staff thinks about Rick Boogs. What's wrong with my boy, Boobs? Let's say Boogs. Whatever. Boobs. So, we'll get to the Boobs later. So this album came out July mm-hmm. 18th, 1980. Okay. Yep. And this is like an EP, though. It was like a full-length yeah. album, but it's a it's an EP. All right. Yes. And what caught me off guard was the title of the EP, which is uh, If Swallowed, Do Not Induce Vomiting. Okay. Yes. And did, did you know anything about this band when I sent it to you or no? Yeah, yeah. I know I, well, quite a bit about this band, actually. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you take the floor then because I only know a little bit about All it. Right. But I, I listened to this EP and they're like, they're pretty rocking, you know, for the day. Yeah. Um, For the day. Good Lord. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, yes, <clears throat> I take the floor. So Budgie was like a Welsh band. I guess you would call them a heavy metal band. They're kind of like Motorhead. Yeah, I think I think they sound a little bit like Motorhead, but they're definitely a new wave of British heavy metal band. Um, so, so when punk got, came and destroyed everything in England and destroyed everything that came before it because people were just tired of like long songs and um, all the prog metal or the prog rock and all that kind of stuff that was going on. Um, There was a new like group of bands that rose up and took rock and roll back, took heavy metal back. 
And those were called the new wave of British heavy metal bands. Um, so Iron Maiden is a new wave of British heavy metal band. Uh, Samson, Budgie, uh, Diamond Head. Um, those were all bands. They had like a punk. Motorhead was kind of a new wave of British heavy metal band. So they were they were like a um, they had like a punk edge to them, but they were still metal. Like it was like you know it wasn't the whole like oh we can't play your instruments thing that like punk rock had or whatever. But it was it had this kind of hard punk edge, but it was like metal with guitar solos and stuff like that. Um, and they they were a huge influence on thrash metal. Uh, particularly Slayer and Metallica yeah. were huge, hugely influenced by New Wave Rich heavy metal bands. I first heard of this band, of course, as most people my age, because Metallica recorded three other songs. Um, so the first song I heard by them was that Crash Course in Brain Surgery song that Metallica recorded in like 1986 or whatever. Uh, they also recorded Bread Fan, which is a uh, budgie song, and they recorded one more. It'll come to me in a minute, probably. Um, but, um, Brett, Budgie, I mean, they're a good band. I mean, they're, you know, if you like Motorhead, you'll probably like them, but yeah, they kind of like were one of the bands that helped bring heavy metal back after punk killed it dead. You know, they were, they were definitely under, underserved. Like they should have been larger than they were bigger than they were. I mean, they were as heavy as black Sabbath, but you know, they just didn't have the black Sabbath thing going for them, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. What did you think of it when you, uh, heard it? And have you heard the Metallica covers of their songs? No, I know. No, I never heard the, was that on the, uh, the Garage Inc. album or is that like, they just did that? Yeah, like, they're all on Garage Inc. Okay. They, the, the uh, Crash Course and Brain Surgery was on Garage Days re-revisited originally, which is how I had it. Okay. But Garage Inc. is like new songs plus all of the old cover songs all on one set, one two disc set. But yeah, it's on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll play one of their songs, I'm sure, at the end of this. Uh, oh yeah, end of this episode. But uh, but yeah, I I really like. But I mean, they're not a band I listen to all the time. And I kind of like some of the other uh, new wave British heavy metal bands better. Like obviously, like Iron Maiden better. But um, but yeah, I mean, they were they were definitely a band that helped save heavy metal, if you will, um, and really didn't get the uh, the recognition they deserved. Um, but what was your thoughts when you listened to it? Because this song has Wildfire yeah. and Panzer Division Troy. Those are two songs that I like a lot. Yeah. High School Girls. High School Girls. All right. Yeah. Definitely British with that one. Lies of Jim. <laughs> All right. Some random fucking yeah. names here. I thought it was okay. I didn't listen. I didn't get to finish the whole album. Um, I think I got to mm. like, uh, I got to uh, Destroyed. For, but, you know, it was good. Like, I, I could see the Motorhead um, comparison to them you know what yeah. i mean kind of like they're a trio like motorbike. yeah so but I, when i was doing some research apparently for the time mm -hmm. like this band was known to be one of the heaviest bands of its time like heavy oh, rock yeah because you gotta yeah yeah as i say you gotta consider that like you know they were doing music like this in like 1971 yeah um which is just really like you know, I mean, Crash Course and Brain Surgery came out, I believe, in 1972 or three. Um, so it's it's weird to think that that people are doing music this heavy that early. Yeah, that early. You know, there. Well, I mean, obviously, there's heavy music. I mean, Black Sabbath came out in 1970, but yeah, 
but still, I mean, you know, this is like heavy music. This was like heavy music that was way ahead of its time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it was good. Like, you know, it wasn't like uh, my super forte. But, you know, for the time being, no, I could it. see I could see putting this album on, you know, this EP on, Rocket Through the Town. You know what I mean? Yeah. About to go watch some tits. About to go watch some <laughs> sharks and shit. You know what I mean? Some zombies floating in the water. You know what I mean? I could, I could dig it. So we'll we'll play yeah. a little bit of them after at the end of the show, but uh, you know, sure. but you know, it's good that we have bands like this because if there wasn't bands like this, obviously we wouldn't have the bands that we like today. You know, when it comes to like exactly. heavier thrash and stuff, so you can you can see how they can influence a lot of people. Like, and I've always loved like foreign music compared more to like just American style music. Like most of the my favorite bands are not even from America; they're from outside um, America. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I can dig true. it. I can dig it, brother. So let's get into some of this zombie slash zombie two talk. And yes, I'm calling yeah, it. Zo- I'm, ca- I'm calling it zombie. Okay, they forgot the e, yeah, so I'm a... gonna forget it too. <laughs> All right, yeah. So we can go zombie, zombie. Okay, the whole month. That'll be awesome. You yeah. should definitely do that. Zombie the whole month, brother. So so. You know, a, a, a couple things. So, obviously, mm-hmm. it's called Zombie 2 because, like we said at the beginning, the original Dawn of the Dead, uh, when it had the Dario Argento cut, was named mm-hmm. Zombie. Okay? Zombie, yes. And this is something we also talked about in the Lights Out too, but we're going to say it here because it, it, it correlates with this film. So, in Italian or Italy, they don't have, like, copyrights and shit. Not not the same way we do here. Yeah. So you can, like, you can just make a sequel to anything. Yep. So basically what happened was when uh, Argento, with his three million cocaine and strippers, when he released (laughs) Dawn of the Dead Zombie 1, it was a huge hit in Italian. All right? So all these people, you know, obviously you have a big hit... You know, mm-hmm. especially in horror movies, nine times it doesn't even have to be like a huge hit. You're you're pretty much gonna get a sequel, okay? Yeah. If it if it made any money, it's you're yeah. gonna make get a sequel. If you if 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 you were over your budget by a, by at least a thousand or two thousand, you're you're gonna get a sequel, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what they did here, and so basically, this is a a a true sequel, but like it it's it's not a true sequel to America, okay? Because in America we have Dawn of the Dead, then we have Day of the Dead, which is its sequel. Right. But in it, uh, Italy, Dawn of the Dead, then this movie, then they are correlated sequels. So even though it was directed by a, a different director, this one was compared to yeah. Day of the Dead being um, directed by the original director George A. Romero for Dawn of the Dead. So. Yeah, and and you can clearly tell that they don't really have anything to do with each other. Well, kind of. So, well, this, I mean, they kind of do, I guess. Yes. So this one at the end kind of tied it up a little bit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So we'll get there. So this one was directed by, and I'm probably gonna. You said his name before, but I'm gonna fuck it up. What's his name? <laughs> Lucio Fulci. Yeah, Lucio Fulci. All right, yes. my boy, over here. All right, this guy is. Uh, he, he's done some stuff. All right. Uh, yeah, he has done some stuff. He's done some comedies. You know what I mean? We talked about a lot of his movies. 
um, earlier on on the Retro Blood when we did the whole Gates of Hell trilogy. Yep. When we did the City of the Living Dead, the Beyond, which is one of my favorite ones, the Beyond, and the House by the Cemetery. Yes. Actually, all these movies were great. So everybody check them out in the archives. And if you haven't seen them, definitely go watch them because all three of them Mm. are definitely a fun time. So, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, the uh, the Beyond is a masterpiece. Yeah, and you should guys should jump, run out, and go watch the Beyond, and then listen to our episode about it. Yeah, and it looks like so he, you know, was directing this one earlier in the 1979s and stuff. So he would mm-hmm. just he basically would do Zombie Two, and then he would just do like or after that, it looks like he would do the City of the Living Dead. So he is uh, he's knocking them out there, brother, with some uh, with some good shit. Yeah, I mean, back then you worked on movies. All you did movies quick. Yeah, um, you know, you did. Um, you know, there you you don't go five years between movies anymore, like 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 you do now. Um, you know, you made a movie and then you immediately made another movie. Um, but yeah, he basically worked continuously during this period. Um, yeah, because he made this movie. So, yeah, in 79, he was filming this, and then he made See the Living Dead, like, immediately after it. Yeah. And then the Black Cat it. and Beyond in the same... He made Black Cat, Beyond, and House by the Cemetery in the same year. Yeah. He's just like, I ain't stopping. Let's go. All right. I got the, I got the Argento money. I got the Argento Coke. Let's go. Let's keep going, brother. <laughs> Take plenty of that Argento, or Argento Coke and just yeah. went straight. Let's make some movies. Let's make it, brother. So, this film was... Uh, it was quickly greenlit. You know, and financed by a producer. I'm gonna fuck up this name. That's from, be great. from zero D. Was it Angelus? Something like that. And then <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> Enzo G. Castrella was offered to direct Zombie Two, but turned it down. Yeah, Enzo as, Castellari, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Enzo Cast. I fucked it up. So yeah, our boy Enzo over here. He he was offered to direct Zombie Two. But it turned it down. Yeah. He did not feel he would be the right director for a horror film. Well, what the hell is he yeah, doing? In- Was he doing porn? Well, Enzo Castellari had directed um, Ingl- the original version of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so, I mean, he's made some really good movies too. But he, yeah. I don't think of him really as a horror film director, even though he did make quite a few. I know him mostly as um, this movie from 1982 called 1990 The Bronx Warriors. Yeah, um, which maybe we'll find some reason to do on this show because it's not really a horror movie. It's more like a post-apocalyptic motorcycle gangs in New York City kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he—that's why I mostly know him. Um, but yeah, he—I could see that. Like Fulci, Fulci was perfect for this. Like I can't even imagine yeah. somebody directing this movie better than Fulci because Fulci was just the gore in a Fulci movie is just full on. Like it's oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, he did some. Uh, and, he did some wild stuff. And he like, I mean, he like just, I don't know, how, I don't know what the word is. Like, he just like rubbed your face in it, you know, like, like that'd be a gore scene, and then he'll just like, he'll just like zoom in on it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're using practical effects, and where most people would be like cutting away, but real quick because they don't want their effects exposed. But he'll like zoom in on it, and show it to you, like. Like the scene at the beginning where he shoots the guy in the head, the zombie in the head that's wrapped in the, cl- the cloth or whatever. Like he just zooms in on that hole in the guy's head. It was, it's great. I mean, Fulci is so good. I love Fulci. Yes. So, uh, Angelus' second choice yeah. was obviously Fulci. All right. Mm-hmm. 
and he was hired based on his handling of violent scenes in previous films. Set a mm-hmm. note in Nero. And yep. I'm going to say the fucking other one because that is crazy. But basically, like we were saying, he got picked because of his gore scenes. He does he does them really well, which he does. He does. So Volchi uh, claimed to not have having knowledge of the film's title, including two has a way to tie in with Don. And he was very displeased with his an, an inability to pr- protest the film's distributors. So wait, so he didn't know that he was making a sequel? Well, he's claimed he had no knowledge of the film's title, including a, including two, has a way to tie in with Don. Okay, so, so, they, he, so basically they just gave him a script and said, here, make this. Well, I guess because the screenwriter, Dardano Sacchetti, yeah. yeah, had already worked with Fulci on Seto Note Nero. Scatetti has since stated that his initial script for Zombie 2, originally written under the title Nightmare Island, that's probably why, <laughs> had been influenced by the island of Dr. Moreau. So basically, yeah, they're yeah. like, listen, we got this working title. It's called the fucking island of, you know, it's called the uh, Nightmare Island. So I need you to make a zombie movie, you know what I mean? With a bunch, you know, it's an online zombie zombie movie. He's like, okay, gotcha. And they're probably gotcha. like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, it's going to be a sequel. <laughs> probably they told him at the end, probably. That's just really weird. But yeah. I mean, Dardano Sacchetti had been working with Fulci a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wrote City of the Living Dead and The Beyond and House by the Cemetery as well. Um, so he, he worked with um, Fulci for years. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird though, right? Like they don't, like, you know, they never told him he was making a sequel. Well, there's like, here, just make this movie. Well, it could have been, uh, maybe, well, we'll get into it. Or how, or Fulci could be just totally lying about that. That may, that may not be true. Yeah. So basically, well, what their intention was, was <laughs> to make a zombie movie like the, the classic zombie movies, such as I Walked with a Zombie, The Walking Dead, or Voodoo Island. And yeah, which there, I can kind of see that. Yeah, there's another one too that's a shout out, White Zombie. That's a good one too. Yeah. Sketchy began working on a script in fucking named script in July 1978. Before it was um, obtained by uh, Angela's company, Variety Films mm-hmm. that December and retooled how zombies. So basically, so basically what happened was. Um, which I'm, which I'm reading here is, yeah. you know, Sketty, Sketty, yeah, began working on a script for like you know a, a, a traditional style zombie film, probably because of Don the Dead did so well. So you know, he was like, well, fuck, I mean, I can do a fucking good zombie movie. I just do a traditional. And then once they got funding by this this company. Uh, from from Angeles companies, you know, Variety Films that December. That's when basically he he retooled it to make a zombie too. So basically, it was him his idea to to make a sequel to Dawn of the Dead to ride its coattails. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? They're like, well, this how, this, how do we make more money off this? Let's yeah. make another one of these. We'll, we'll use this. Uh, we'll use this um, script that we have that has happens to have zombies in it, and uh, this will be our sequel. Yeah. So, some of the filming, the production occurred during June and July 1979. Filming took place in Latin, uh, Italy, as well as New York City, 
and several of the actors contracted have specifically began provided with trailers for the donation of the production. However, number present when filming started and only Johnson was able to convince that the producers to provide one. Yeah. And um, it was also filmed partially in Santo Domingo, which is in the Dominican Republic, which oh, yeah, is where I'm right. guessing yes. the beach scenes were filmed. Yeah, yeah. That um, I was right. trying to think of which parts of this were filmed in Rome. Like all just like the interior shots where they're inside a building, yeah. I guess. Yeah, like the scene probably where they were uh they were doing like the cop scene or they were like getting a t- detective to see what's happening yeah. on the boat. That looked like it was probably filmed in uh Italy. So I, I we we're gonna talk about this scene, but it, it it does have some interesting background. So the underwater yeah. scene featuring a shark attack was devised yeah. by Ugo by Ugo Titchi. It was shot yep. without Falchi's approval. Yeah, so that wasn't even going to be in the movie. Which is crazy because it's like one of the best like fucking scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was what I was telling you about in the people. Like, you know, yeah. there's a zombie versus shark fight in this movie. Yeah. And and uh, it's it's amazing. It's crazy. It's 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 awesome. I mean, yeah. that scene's so good. And apparently the um the guy that played the zombie was like the shark handler. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, there you go, brother. Just make it happen that way. So, mm. one last thing before we get into the uh, the review of Zombie Two was mm. our boy. So you know how you know how Argento has like his group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Goblin. He plays them all his fucking movies. You know, apparently, apparently our boy Fulci over here he has his own guy too. Yep, Fabio okay. Fritzi. Yeah, Fabio Fritzi. He did the whole score, the soundtrack. To the zombie stuff, but he does, mm. did pretty good. Like, you know, I don't like him as much as Goblin. I think Goblin has a little bit more, you know, trippy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, of course. A little bit, little yes, bit more Goblin experimenting. Yeah, yeah. But, Goblin's fantastic. Fritzy is more like a. It's like a synth score. Like it's just like early yeah. like synthesizer stuff. But he did the soundtrack to um, see the City of the Living Dead as well. Yes. which we did. And apparently, he tours with his music too. Which is pretty cool. He does. He does. He's toured and played the soundtrack to this uh, before. So, so fun stuff. Um, you know, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, I don't. You know, this is it's pretty pretty interesting. Like you know how you know you can make a official non official sequel to mm-hmm. a movie. Yeah. All right. And the way they tied it in, I thought it was like kind of clever, but you have to kind of like pay attention because this movie can stand on its own. And, you know, we are going to be doing Zombie 2. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zombie 3, well, I should three. say. 3, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Zombie 3 and 4. And I think they have, like, an overall, like, theme to it. And the theme is probably going to be voodoo. Okay? Yeah. I don't know that for sure because I actually haven't physically seen yet number 3 and number 4. But I have seen some clips. And, yeah. So... So we say voodoo. We all know what we're talking about. But I say let's get into it. Let's get into our review of Zombie 2, everybody. Let's do it. Great movie. Ahoy there! This is the Harbor Patrol. Anyone on board? Yes, it looks abandoned. (laughs) One more step and I'm going to blast you. Now freeze where you are! Yes. 
his boat. And uh, how long since you last spoke to him? Well, we have to go to Matul. We're trying to locate Anne's father. She hasn't heard from him for some time. That's not a cool place to hit. I'm going to tell everyone that you're the one who's crazy. Demented, cruel, evil... Exactly, did my father die of Dr. Minot? And the boat's crew, what happened to them? What is about the dead coming back to life again and having to be killed a second time? Islands, fantastic legends, voodooism, zombies. Voodoo's just superstitious for you. Well, whatever it is, it makes the dead stand up and walk. I've seen it with my own eyes. <laughs> said when the earth spit out the dead they will come back to suck the blood from the living ah! i'm so scared we're not gonna make it off this island ah! 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 they're coming back to life they're everywhere the dead stand up and walk all right so the first scene that we see yeah. all right is um this this it basically we see this like body raised up all right and we see some guys saying shoots him and he's like get the boat ready all right yes so it's it's wrapped in black cloth like white cloth yeah white cloth like it's a dead body yeah yeah but it's raising up yeah, we'll find out who this guy is soon. Mannered. He is a strange one. Yeah. So this is when we get the... Uh, so we start off the scene. So this is like this is pretty interesting because we're starting it off in like New York City. And mm-hmm. I always like seeing like foreign films portrayal of how Americans are. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so like funny to me. And at first I couldn't tell, but like were these guys like so... I think they were American actors, but I guess what they had to do was they had to film all their talking scenes in the studio because they didn't have those fucking mics where they can, you know, counteract wind. Well, they definitely overdubbed their voices. So, uh, I I mean, they probably were American actors. I mean, they probably were because, I mean, they only had these two parts and this was filmed in New York City. So they probably just got two American actors and then have them overdub their parts later on. Yeah. I'm guessing. So they're, they're basically there to investigate. Cause there's like this boat that's been drifting and almost hit a bunch of other mm. boats and stuff. So they go onto the boat. They're looking around and there's a bunch of food, trash everywhere. All this like nasty food and shit. And, mm. uh, one, one of these guys, he finds a fucking hand. It's like, Oh, that doesn't look good. And the next thing you know, he finds his mm. hand, this zombie comes out and starts biting his fucking neck off. And I was like, okay, we're starting this shit off hot. <laughs> so yes. like yeah. like it you know what's also interesting to me too is 
the way that these zombies looked in this film compared how they looked in Dawn of the Dead. I mean, you know, obviously in Dawn of the Dead, there was way, I feel like there was way more of them, but boy, like fucking the, uh, the, the, what's it, the makeup on this one was uh, spot on. I thought they would look, all all of them look really good. Yeah. I mean, the Dawn of the Dead zombies, like they talk about when they're making it in the documentary, they just, they didn't really know what to do. Like, yeah. they did, you know, because the original movie they made was in black and white. So they didn't know what color to make them. So they made them all gray, but then it kind of comes out blue and sometimes it comes out green. So they didn't really know how to, what to do. And this one, they're just like more decomposed. Yeah. The zombies are. So they're just like, they're more gross. There's just nasty, just especially the ones that we find at the end when they get to the, the conquistador graveyard. But oh, yeah. like, it's, it's just like, they're just decomposed and like, just, just disgusting. Maggots like, coming out of their yeah. fucking mouth and shit. Yeah, maggot worms and coming out of their heads. Yeah, and, like yeah. I mean, like this movie is a challenge. If you want to eat and watch this, this is not. This is not the movie to pick when you want to eat. Yeah, it might be a little, sure. might be a little tough, brother. Yeah, it's a, gory it's scenes little, are great though. Gross. Like, I yeah, mean, so good. You fucking rip the skin out, blood everywhere. Good shit. Mm-hmm. So now they have a uh, so the another cop actually knocked one of the zombies off of the boat, all right. But I think yeah. he got it as well too. So he got, I think he, he got he got bit, but he but the but the other cop that got bit actually got sent to the uh, the hospital, and he actually had some hospital people looking at him, and they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And then one 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 of the main doctors was like, "This is the bite," and then the other one didn't believe him. All right, that that'll come in. That actually scene will come in later. So they're having some detectives, and this is when we meet our char- character Annie. All right, yeah, who apparently has like a different name here in America, <laughs> or in the in the. So she's called Annie Bolt in the Italian version, but she's Annie called Bolt. Annie Bowles, Bowles, Bowles yeah. Bowles, yeah, in the English dub. Why he changed the last? Yeah. Who the fucking knows? Maybe maybe they who had knows? a copyright on Bolt or something. Any any bolt just seems really weird. Like yeah. this doesn't seem like a good name. So any any bowls sounds better. So, uh, but she was played by Tisa Farrow, who is um, Mia Farrow's sister. Oh, there you so go. Mia Farrow was in uh, Rosemary's Baby. So this is her l- less famous sister. Yeah. Movie. So they're basically like saying like you know where's your dad at? So apparently, so this Annie girl, her dad like was the the owner of this yacht sailboat. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him in three three months and shit. And it's like, okay. Well, like, mm-hmm. she's like, last time I knew, he's on some sort of fucking island. And they're just like, they can't figure it out where he is because he's not on the boat at all. And they have a and they have an officer who just died on here. So they're just like, you know, they're kind of like in a loss right now. Okay. And yeah. she's in a loss yeah. too because she doesn't know where her dad's at. And the cops don't know where this guy's at. So they don't know what's going on. And so, they conveniently knocked a zombie off the boat. So they don't have any evidence now. Yes, exactly. And the guy, the cop that did, is obviously in criti- critical condition because he got. And he bit. can't talk either. He can't talk. Right. Yes. So this is when now Anna she sneaks she sneaks on the boat. I like how like she the, they 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 docked the yachts right, and they put one lazy security guard to watch the whole fucking thing. All right. So, yes. <laughs> so she fucking goes in there. She's like looking around, and this is when we meet <sighs> fucking Peter. Peter. <laughs> Peter West. So Peter is like <laughs> this guy, <laughs> bro. This guy, you cannot. The, his mission was he was like, I'm fucking somebody in this film. 
Yeah, that, that that's what I was getting at. So he's like, he 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 grabs Anna. He's like, don't don't worry, don't freak out. It's I'm Peter. I'm some like writer. I'm trying to write this story. Okay. I was like, fucking writer. Okay, we got you. So he's like a newspaper writer guy, and he's investigating the story because he thinks there's more to it than uh, just a missing persons case. All right. Yeah. And Anna's like trying to blow him off a little bit. And he's like, well, hey, I got, I found this paper that you were looking for. And then I guess mm-hmm. they make some noise. So and Peter's like, okay, I, I can get us out of this. But you got to do everything I say. Oh, yeah. So fucking the cop comes down, right? And all just like fucking no. make it out and shit. Like they're like some sort of married couple trying to get their jollies off on the boat. Mm-hmm. All right. And I was like, Which I thought was really strange. Why? I mean, I know that it, the vote belongs to her family, but there was just like a fucking zombie that killed a guy. Well, they don't know that. In this, oh well, okay, right. They don't know that. You're right. I forgot about. How that. are they supposed to know that? Remember, the zombie's underwater right now, playing with the yeah, sharks. That's true. That's true. That's All right. There, they. This cop comes down, and he just thinks it's two rich people trying to fuck on this boat, and he's like, "Get on out of this yeah. boat." So that's how they get away. So the the main plot of our story kind of happens here. Where mm. Peter is now reading the letter that um, Annie's dad, and the gist of the letter is basically he was on an island. They wouldn't yeah. let him leave an island because he came down with a, a disease. Yeah. So now Peter and Annie they're gonna go visit this island. And did did you get the name of the island? Was it was it was it Montu? Matu. Yeah, Matu. It has an L. Isn't it Matul? Matul? Okay. Well, our boy Peter was like, he couldn't say it. He was like, me too? I don't fucking know. (laughs) And it's in the Caribbean. So they're going to go, they're going to sail down to the Caribbean to to, uh, check out her father who has some weird, weird disease he picked up. Some weird Caribbean disease. Yeah. They just want to go, Anna just wants to go find the dad and Peter Mm -hmm. wants to write his story. All right. So they both agree to go together. And go down to this island to investigate. And one of the scenes I like is when they get to the island. Like this mm. fucking tropical music. That was playing in the background. <laughs> They're like walking around. It was, uh, yes. it was very uh, oh. very beach boys over here. right? Yeah, Fritzy wrote all of that. Yeah. And he, he wrote that because he said he wanted it to be deceiving. So like he wanted it to, he wanted you to think that they were safe, I guess. And that they were just on this island paradise. And then, you know, when all hell breaks loose, yeah. then that's when the terror starts. So, <laughs> Peter's like, when they're in the, the, the cab, they're, so they're out the island right mm-hmm. now. Like, Peter's in the cab. He's all like, so what do you want to do first? You want to go to the hotel or you want to go find his boat? <laughs> like, he's ready to fuck. He's like, okay, let's go to his hotel. He's ready to you know, fuck. Let's go to the hotel and fuck. Because yeah. he was giving her the, the, the eye during the whole, the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, he was yeah. just like, I, found, I don't care about the story anymore, brother. So then they 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 uh, they they bribe the cab driver, all right, to show yeah. them where the the boat docks are, because they need to get to the meet the Matul. What's it called? Matul. Matul Island. It's called Matul. Matul. Matul Island. And so everybody around this this area is saying that island's cursed. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's like there's like a folklore on the island. So now um, Peter and Anne, they go up to the uh, these two boat uh, uh, people. And this is when we, ha- this is when we meet Brian, who kind of looks like me a little bit. 
I thought that too, yeah. Like, like not exactly. All right, but if, if you would have said he was a uh, cousin, you probably would have believed that. Yeah, played uh-huh. by Al Cliver. Yeah, Al Cliver. There you go. Yeah, so if you if we did a if we did a sequel to Zombie Two, yeah. you could play the uh the part oh, that Al fuck, Cliver. Bro, I would love to play this guy's role. <laughs> I mean, you got yeah, a fucking you got my crazy wife, I don't care if she shows her tits off in front of everybody. You know what I mean? She fucking dies. I'm like, whatever, bitch, shoot her in the head. I know I'm jumping ahead. But then like this guy just shooting everybody. I would love to play this character. This guy was the best. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was the best character in the movie. So we're meeting Brian and we're meeting Susan. Susan. Mm-hmm. And they're a married couple. And like this guy, his whole thing was like, all right, I might take you to the island, but we're on vacation here. Okay? So don't fuck up my vacation. Okay? No, yeah. But he's like, all right, I'll take you guys to this island. But don't, don't think we're going to be sightseeing over there. All right. So they uh, they eventually agree to uh, to take to take Peter and Anne because you know basically Peter and they gave him the whole sob story of like I just want to find my dad I just want to find can you guys can help me out he's like okay I'll, so basically uh, Brian's idea was just to drop them drop them off so this is when we kind of so this is when we're 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 on the 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 island motel all right yeah. And this is when we meet the 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 Manards. So the the Mrs. Manards is basically giving fucking Doctor Manards some help. <laughs> so basically, they don't have any communication to the outside world. All the electronics are all not working. We don't have any radios or anything. And she, they know there's, there's a big disease running rampant on this island. And basically killing off a lot of the 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 the, the people on this island, mm-hmm. and the doctor is trying to rescue them, but the the wife is basically she thinks she this is this is kind of deceiving. She thinks like he is the one turning them all into these dead creatures, like it was right. his idea. Like he's some some sort of crazy doctor. All right. Well, like, isn't he though? Kind of. I mean, kind of, but like, what was he? You know, I, he was jumping a little bit ahead, but I don't think he was the one that caused the outbreak, or was he? Like, I was. Kinda... So the plot of this movie is not super clear. Yeah. Um, about what actually happened, I thought. What sometimes when I watch it, I think that he's. I don't. I don't. Well, I don't think that he caused the zombie outbreak. But I think that he is—he's—he's he's, uh, studying the zombie outbreak. Yeah, like he's studying it, and yeah. the wife's like, "Well, you're right. Just... I don't think he caused it." Yes, yeah, I agree. So I think, like, I don't think, he, yeah. So I, I don't think he caused it, but he's studying it to see if he can help and heal these people. But the wife is fed up. She wants to get out of there, and she basically said, "You're going to make me one of these fucking zombies because we're staying on here." <laughs> and uh, uh, <laughs> she's basically going off on his ass. Like, you know, talking all kinds of shit to him. And he basically slaps that girl. It's mm. a lot of shit you can't see nowadays in films. Yeah, it's very, um, what's the word? Like, very, there's a lot of machismo in, a, yeah. in these Italian movies. Oh, yeah. Where, like, there's you always- know, like the men, that women are definitely less important people <laughs> than, for the most part, than the, the male characters or, or men in general. Um, you know, they, they have the, you know, so he, he basically just, just slaps her. Yeah. So she also calls him a witch doctor 
and said he won't be happy till she's one of them, the zombies. And said, uh, and he's basically saying, you know, after his research, they will leave as soon as as soon as they can. And she doesn't believe him at all. So the wife is like fed up. She like, wants to get the fuck off this island. So yeah. doctor, he leaves. He tells uh, Miguel to not let uh, not let her, you know, wander around and keep a close eye on the house. So this is when the we're setting sail. Okay, you know, I mean, we're set we're setting sail over here. We got Peter and. Brian and Susan, just all uh, just get yeah. catching some of the waves. This fucking Peter is already burnt red. I was like, fuck, bro. That'd be like me filming this fucking shit. I'd be fucking tomato burnt red already. Right. All right. You got the tropical music playing. I was like, you know what? I kind of want, uh, you know what I mean? Give me one of them, uh, you know, little fruity drinks. You know, watching this scene right now, I kind of want one. So this is a, I didn't really get this scene either, but the, the doctor, he like shoots up like his blood and tests it. Does he think he was diseased or something? This never really came back. Um, I'm not sure. I, I thought that he was just using his blood as like the test, you know, whatever he's getting out of the zombies. Yeah. I guess they don't ever tell us what any of these people are doing, it did, but it shows him like, you know, drawing his own blood and using it as. Well, he had a lab coat on, so that's good enough for me. Uh-huh. Right, <laughs> that's good enough. He must yeah. be a, a scientist. <laughs> exactly. He has a beard. He looks stressed. He has a lab coat. What more do you need? Okay. Exactly. He must be an expert. So, this next couple scenes was my favorite, and I think it was everybody's watching his favorite. And it's very random. So the our crew on the boat they yeah. can't find the island. All right. And of course, Brian he's like, was like, listen, you ain't gonna fuck up my vacation, but. There's a bunch of islands around here. You know what I mean? That that particular island that is cursed, by the way. Yeah. Did, did you know it's cursed? Because it's cursed. Is not yeah. on this mountain. It's not, not on this map. So we might have to run into it. So they're just kind of like chilling, docking the boat. Out of nowhere. Mm. Out of fucking nowhere. Okay. Susan's like, hey, I'm going to go diving. Everybody's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, this fucking bitch. Just fuck, okay. Let me, let me ask you. <laughs> Let me ask you a question here, Allison. Yeah. Okay. We're out here in the tropical islands. Okay. Yeah. You picked up with your wife two strangers. Okay. That you're going to take them to a cursed island that the natives say. And you're not really sure where it's at, but you're stopped and you might need to like hang out for a little bit. And your wife's like, okay, I'm going to go scuba diving. And there's like no wetsuits and signs at all. And this girl just fucking, I mean, she literally just like takes off her clothes yeah. She has like some panties on and is fucking just shirtless. Tits hanging out everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, my, my initial thought when I really think about this is that it's very European. Like, it's very. They don't like, use wetsuits. Europeans don't use wetsuits. Europeans are very m- more, much more open about nudity and things like that. Well, yes, but our boy um, Peter, he looked like he wanted to fucking wank one off. Well, but Peter's an American, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Americans are repressed. Americans are very much repressed sexually compared to like Europeans. So like you, you know, like you'll see nudity on regular television in, in Europe. That's true. Um, and it's not really a big deal. Like seeing like, like seeing like a like a nude person in public is not really that big of a deal in Europe. Yeah, but like um, I think I didn't really mind like the nude part, even though it was just random. 
Okay. Yeah. But I'm talking about like, it's like you're fucking scuba diving in the nude. Well, yeah, she's not completely nude. But the thing yeah. that gets me is that so she took her like top off. Yeah. And she's wearing that like G string like underwear. Yeah. But she makes sure to put like a cap on her hair so her hair doesn't get messed up. <laughs> well, brother, we can't have that. Like she doesn't up. like clean she, off. She she <laughs> like she doesn't think it's important for her to wear like a shirt while she scuba dives. You know, any kind of clothing. But, she, but there's no to, apparently in nineteen eighty we didn't have wetsuits. No, of course we did. I'm just it just confused. But they probably just didn't have one with you like know, I'm new, cool. I don't know. I'm cool with seeing some tits and some thongs and shit, especially in my eighties horror movies. It was just so random. <laughs> it's just well, like, okay, so yeah, there's two things you gotta consider too. So one, this 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 scene happened because Fulci wanted to show um um Aretta Gay, who played Susan Barrett, he wanted to show her nude in this movie, and this was an excuse. There you go. That counts. But also remember, Fulci didn't shoot this scene. Yeah. So I mean, I'm assuming the whole scene with her scuba diving underwater. Well, he might have shot that. Maybe he didn't shoot the shark part. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe it's that she. But then it wouldn't. I mean, there's no reason for this scene to even be in the movie. Like it has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. Other than it, she sees a zombie for the first time, but it has nothing to do with the plot. She's not scuba diving for any reason. Well, you know, you know I mean? they're, like, they're on vacation. They, they're on vacation. Yeah, but what if like. You know, maybe in the plot they could have just had them accidentally drop something under overboard, and she's like, "Oh, I, I can go find it. I'll I'll put on the scuba gear." Fuck the scuba oh, gear. Oh, we didn't pack a wetsuit. Well, that's fine. I'll just take my shirt off and I'll just yeah. I'll just go down. I'll, and I'll be back. Jump in that fucking deep sea water, butt ass naked, hope there's no jellyfish around. Yeah, I mean that would have that would have made lot. You know, at least story sense. Now, I actually but, I kind of like it this way. Hey guys, let me go uh, diving. I'm gonna take off my clothes yeah. in front of this American guy where he's. Wax off in front of me. I like it. Yeah. So she dives down there. All right. You know, fucking scuba gear on. The whole nine works. Yeah. Except no except no wetsuit. Mm. I wonder if you could put this on Discovery Channel. Like, you know what I was thinking about this scene? I was like, you know what? This would be a perfect clip for Shark Week. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. Because she's swimming around. There's a fucking shark just shows up. And I was like, yeah. I bet you want that wetsuit now, don't you? <laughs> so she's like fucking uh, swimming around. There's a shark around there. And they realize, up aboard, they realize, oh shit, there's that fucking mountain. I mean, that mountain. There's a fucking island. Yeah. All right. It's right, th- it's right in front of us. How convenient. Yeah, how convenient. It just showed up. <laughs> and uh, so she's, uh, Susan, she's swimming around. Some of the shark is like semi, like, aggressive towards her so she gets up out of the water and she's like hey the shark's trying to attack me I'll you know and then Brian pulls out his gun tries to shoot the fucking shark misses a bunch of times yeah uh, Susan goes down to the deeper water kind of like near our coral reef and this is yeah. when we get our first zombie attack on her which is really cool like you know underwater zombie grabbing a girl and attacking her I was like, man, that's pretty cool. That's pretty clever. And it looked fucking awesome. Yeah, I awesome. thought it looked really good. It looked yeah. awesome. I think it's weird if you think about it. Like, was this zombie just hanging out at the bottom of the ocean? Like, yeah. did it fall off of another boat? Just like the one in, in New York, in the New York Harbor? It could have. We saw, a bunch, of, yeah, we saw just... a bunch of uh, sunken sailboats around. 
That, um, that's true. And it's just hanging out at this coral reef. And then she yeah, happens waiting. to hide behind the coral reef that it's hiding. I at. mean, if you, if you think about it, like the deep sea might be a good place for zombies because, you know, if they just want blood and shit, they can eat the fishes. Mm-hmm. Or they'll probably get eaten. Yeah, because this one does eat part of the shark. Yeah. Yeah, because I basically, the the zombie attacks Susan. She eventually scuttles away. You know, it's like, I bet yeah. she would have got quicker with the wetsuit on. Maybe. Uh-huh. And at first of all, like, he was, like, grabbing her and shit. And I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of weird. <laughs> and then she gets away. <laughs> and then, like, now the zombie and the shark started to fight. And he fucking bites part of the, the shark. And then the, the part, though, where he's, like, swimming away and the shark was there and yeah. the music, I thought that scene was really cool. It was awesome. So. This scene was great. So she gets out of the fucking water, and she's like, there was a person down there. And, and all they say is, there was a person? And that was it. They never talk about it at all again, ever. Yeah, uh-huh. ever in the entire movie, yeah. Yes. So she just thought, I guess Susan was just like, oh, there's like fucking not a living dead creature. Some dude hanging down there in the water. Yeah. <laughs> Eating sharks, no problem. Eating sharks, uh-huh. no problem. I mean, they don't even talk about it when they see the zombies later. No, no, they don't bring it up at all. <laughs> like, no, they don't, it's not even like, you know, later on, they're just like, oh, that's the thing I saw underwater. They just like never mention it again. Yeah. Probably because so, it was shot at a different time and had nothing to do with the rest of the Yeah, just insert that shit, brother. Yeah. So now we're back on the island, right? So the this island is basically, I mean, it's it's it's, it's overrun. So, you know, it's a big island. So what's going on right now is basically there's sections of the island that's gotten the the disease on it, mm-hmm. but where yeah. but where the doctor lives, his portion of the island has not gotten like the uh, the infectious disease yet. But what he's trying to do is he's trying to, you know, people who get sick, he's trying to you know catch it early to see if he could stop it, and so that's why we see like this. It looks kind of like a war camp. You know, yeah. like the little because they basically set up a a medical facility inside a church, and it looks like mm-hmm. one of those like old like Vietnam War camps and shit. And then they're yeah. they're trying to like you know save people from dying, but it, it basically is not working. All right, and no, they haven't saved any of them yet. Yeah. So we have um. So we have like there's like, this nurse, nurse Clara. She's there. She's one of these, basically the nurse around the whole, um, the whole uh, uh, medical team, and she's basically mm. telling uh, the doctor, you know, this person is it doesn't look good, and the doctor's like, yeah, he'll probably pass away, so we gotta like take him, you know, take him out. Apparently, every time that somebody's like gonna be turning into a zombie, the doctor just like loads up his gun and shoots his ass. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to shoot him in the head to stop him, right? Yes. Yeah, so he figured that I want out quick. The <laughs> so we see Miguel and he gets scared off by something. Miguel was the uh, he was like the 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 gardener, you know, like the the gatekeeper or whatever to the to the house. And then now we're seeing uh, Mrs. Mannard. She's taking a I like my notes here. She's taking a passionate shower. <laughs> All right, you ever took one of yes. those passionate eighty showers, there, Allison? Oh, yeah. Nearly every time. Nearly every time. I, I love, you know what I love I mean? the passionate shower. I'm just going to open up my curtain, have a big-ass window there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Put on that fucking... Don't use soap. Just fucking glistening my body around. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's all you got to do. 
Hopefully there's nobody out there stalking me. But this one, she's not so lucky because we see a zombie hand on the window. So she's getting herself ready and everything. And she basically noticed like the door is open. So she's like, oh, fuck. So I thought fuck. this part was pretty, pretty clever too. So she's like, she goes to close the door and the zombie's trying to get in. She smashes his fucking hands out. All right. Mm-hmm. So she, so the, she locks the zombie inside the house and she was, she went to go barricade the door. Right. And then when she did that, the zombie just breaks through and she grabs her fucking head. And like, yes. he just like fucking grabs her and shit. Like he's like grabbing her and, and the door is pretty much kind of like, you know, halfway broken. And there's a piece of wood sticking out. Yeah. Like a huge wood splinter. And I like, know shit. I'm watching this and like, you know, Bethany's there too. I'm like, okay, here we oh. go. I was like, so, finally. So she, after she didn't all really know. Time, yeah. Well, hold on. I was like, after all okay. this time, I've been begging for it. I've been begging for it. And I've been begging yeah. for it. I need my eyeball gouging, brother. And you got it. This is an Italian film. Okay. Yeah. I got my blood that's very neon blood. Red, I guess. Now I need some yeah. eye gouging. And boy, did I get this one. Uh-huh. I basically told her like, hey, stop what you're doing. Check this out. <laughs> this is this is this may be the best eye gouge scene of all time. It might and be it's, one. Of the it's best the most ones. famous scene from this movie, I'm sure. But like, yeah. it, it's done. It's, it's just it's almost in slow motion. It's so slow. Yeah. But yeah, what did what did uh, what did what did she think of it? Uh, she liked it. I mean, obviously, you know, fucking you get because once you get to the eye ring, like it's a very since it's so slow motion because the zombie has his head, her head, and she's pulling her like on the top of the fucking head, so she can't get away or. St- He's gonna rip her fucking scalp off. So he, oh, yeah. the, the zombies, John are so close. Like you could just see the fucking. You know what, what's cool about this? Because you know some films would get up there and they get up to the point, and then they would just like you know you gotta think what happens. No, this motherfucker's like oh, okay, you're gonna you're no. gonna see everything go into the fucking yeah. eye. I was like, oh yeah, God. these Italians <laughs> and their fucking eye gal budget. Oh, freaks me out. It's so cool. I mean, it does. If it, it freaks you out, and it's supposed to freak you out, right? Yeah. That's what a horror movie's supposed to do. But yeah, like it, it has that point of view shot of the splinter from the door. Yeah, like sticking directly into the camera, and you're like, "That's when you realize, like, oh shit, this is what's gonna happen." Yeah. And so. he just like pulls her head down on the splinter, and it just like goes into her eyeball into her head. Yeah. And then, it, and then she doesn't die. She's like, just it doesn't kill her. She's just like you know, impaled on this like door screaming. It's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's great. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So after all this, the boat is coming closer to the island and we forgot to mention Finally. that, that uh, when our boy Brian was trying to shoot down the shark, apparently the shark was like jaws and yeah. he fucking broke the boat. He did. He, he did break the boat. Yes. And I was like, I forgot. That scene was like, is this fucking jaws? Like what's going on here? So basically, they're saying now that Brian was saying, like, hey, you know, like, the fucking boats, like, I, I can't turn on. I, I forgot what the part was, but basically, you can't turn on the boat. The only thing they could do is sail with it. And he's basically yeah. saying, like, he can maybe send a message to somebody, but it won't be, it'll be like months before they can come out and fix the part. So, months, yeah. So they're stuck on here on the island, brother. So, yes. For, big, well, yeah. So, stuck. Yeah, quote unquote. So now the uh, the nurse gets the doctor, and the uh, the guy that they were trying to save is uh, pretty much you know they had to take him out. And mm. the biggest thing about this island is everybody on the island, all the natives, 
especially from yeah. our boy Paolo. Paolo is like the native Italian speaker slash dub. He's basically the 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 native of this island who can speak in the tongue of the of the movie. And he his big thing. Which, is, go ahead. No, I mean I just I sorry. It's funny because like. It was filmed in the Dominican Republic, so they speak Spanish. So it's yeah. not like they speak like this weird ass like language that nobody would have ever heard of. But okay, that's fine. So only Paulo can speak the language of these uh, these people who live on the well, island. Well, so the, yeah. the thing is, so I could see now. I could see it. nowadays that the Dominican Republic. There's probably be a couple English speakers. I mean, how many fucking Italian? You know what I mean? Language speakers are we gonna have over there? Well, no, I, I see what you're saying. I mean, you're I mean, right. You're right about that part. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, but he, the big thing about this island is, you know, everybody believes it's voodoo. Mm-hmm. Like voodoo child, you know what I mean? Yeah, voodoo. Yeah. So they think that that's why everybody's coming down with this curse. And they also think there's some sort of witch doctor. All right. Which I heard might play into one of the films. I'm just saying. Maybe. So the nurse is talking to the uh, to the main doctor, the day uh, uh, doctor uh, Mannard, and said he's drunk as shit. You know what I mean? And he, she's basically saying, "Well, hey, you know." It, so, so the doctor, his main point is he doesn't believe in voodoo. All right, he's like, I got to figure out a scientific reason for all these people turning to 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 to. I don't know if he even knows they're zombies. Like, I don't know if he even knows that these people are coming back to the dead and eating people at this point. Mm, but I think, I think he, he knows, knows they're coming back to they're, life. They're coming back to life. He knows that part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he, the nurse also says, hey, no, no, actually, it wasn't the nurse, but it was Paolo. And I think he was like, hey, somebody's shooting rockets over there. It was like, it, all oh, it was was the fla- flares. Yeah, flares. Yeah. And the guy yeah. was like, shoot, somebody's shooting rockets. And I was like, fucking rockets? What the? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's something. It's probably some sort of like translation thing, but they, it's basically flares. So yeah. the doctor said he'll yeah, go flares. meet those people. So the doctor meets up with everybody. He just drives them normal in the car, and he was like, "Oh yeah, and I knew your dad. He was uh, down here studying with me and stuff." And uh, you know, he's talking about the whole uh, the whole island. You know, and right. what some of the stuff that's going on here. People are getting diseased and stuff. And then he he asks everybody. <laughs> He's like, so y'all ever heard about voodoo before? And then out of fucking nowhere, this fucking yes. uh, Brian guy gives us the fucking Webster's Dictionary. History of voodoo. <laughs> History of voodoo. I was like, what the fuck? So I actually want to do this live on the air. Right? Yeah, this is great. Because it's almost like he's like, just in case yeah. our audience doesn't know what voodoo is, yeah. please yeah. tell them, Brian. Yeah, we're going to have fucking Brian, of all people, the fucking ginger burnt redneck dude. <laughs> Tell us what the fucking voodoo is. <laughs> mm. Let me see if I can find the voodoo. Here we go. <clears throat> Pretend I'm Brian. You know, I kind of look like this guy. All right. Yeah. And, and doctor just said, oh, you guys know what voodoo is? And I'm like, oh, yes, I do. It's a religion practice in parts of the Caribbean, especially Haiti. In the southern U.S., combining elements of a Roman Catholic ritual with traditional African magic and religion rites and characterized by sorcery and spirit possessions. They can use voodoo to help people. Ha ha ha. After someone by the practice of voodoo, someone had voodoo turner. That's a real line. 
<laughs> After her. somebody by the practice of voodoo, someone had voodooed her. Yes. That is actually in when I when I guys, if you guys go to Google right now and do voodoo meeting, that is word for word what our boy Brian said, and then there's actually a verb in there and somebody voodooed her. Voodooed her, they voodooed her. Well, voodoo voodoo that girl, okay? Voodoo we're gonna voodoo her. We're gonna And then like and then they're all like Oh, that sounds crazy. And it's like, oh, that's what I was thinking too. It's crazy. But that's what they all believe down here. Like there's some sort of witch doctor doing this voodoo stuff on everybody. So then they, they arrive back to the to the medical church. And the nurse is like, hey, your boy Fritz, is uh, he's kind of fucked right now. And he's like, oh, damn it. So he's like, hey, everybody. Uh, I got to go take care of my... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to say what he said because it sounds so bad. But I'm just going to say it anyway. He was like, listen, I got to take care of my boy Fritz. He's the only white guy left on this island. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me right now? That's so bad. <laughs> He's like, so oh. you got to take and care of this guy because everybody. And all the other white people are like, oh, yeah, I get it. We'll, we'll go. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. We got to take care of this guy because the only other white guy yeah. here. Fuck all these black people that are on yeah. this island. So I was like, hey, y'all can go stay with my wife. She's over there at the cabin. Over there, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll go, we'll go meet her. So apparently, Fritz, he got sick, and now he's turning into a, a zombie over here. Yeah. Okay, so now, uh, man, he's like talking to Fritz and stuff, and Fritz basically is saying, mm. like, hey, you know, I was out by, I was just out looking around on our portion of the island, and I noticed that the the creatures were out there attacking people on our portion of the island. Because remember, like they they haven't been over to this portion of the island yet, but now they have made right. their way to this island. And of course, our boy man is like, lock up everything right now, okay? And you can slowly see that Fritz is uh not pretty much not going to make it, but the doctor is going to try to, you know. <laughs> so the crew they arrive at uh, Manard's wife's house, uh, and they start cracking some jokes. Oh, uh, look at our boy, the doctor. He must be living well. Look at the size of this house. All yeah. right? He must be doing good over here. So they try to knock on the door. Nobody's answering. All right, so they get in there. They see a bunch of mess and everything, all this crazy, you know, scuffle. They fucking yeah. turn the corner. And I swear Resident Evil fucking stole this. Because when they turn <laughs> the fucking corner and shit, you see like four or five zombies eating the fuck out of the wife. I was like, bro, yes. this is crazy. Like, they're like, like, they did a really good job at this prosthetics. Like, they're just fucking grabbing some liver and shit, and they're just fucking biting it and stuff, like, very oh, slowly. Yeah. I like how they do it. Like, a lot, I think a lot of zombie films do everything too quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you got these fucking zoom cut scenes and shit. I'm about to have a fucking seizure with these fucking zombies, and they're just biting shit, like, super quick. Now, this motherfucker, he took his time. He's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start out with the feet. And I'm going to work my way all the way up to the torso, to the head. And you're going to see these zombies slowly eating this person while everybody's staring at them. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we need, brother. This is great. Yes. This is, this is great right here. This is what we need in movies yeah. now. They cut away from this shit because they're too, they're just too, I don't, I guess they're just too scared to show this yeah. or too, they're just too weak. There's a lot of people. Well, they also, too, this, they but. also want the, they also want like the jump scenes. Like, oh, we want to be scared and then turn away. No, like, yeah, because keep, keep the camera it's, on there. Just keep it on. Yeah, there. it's all cheap shit, you know, and it's like, yeah. you know, it's like Hitchcock had that famous thing where he's talking about how, like, 
if you put a bomb under a table and you blow the you know you blow the bomb up you scare people for one second yeah but if you show the bomb under the table ticking away you can have two people sitting at a table talking with this bomb under the table and the suspense just builds and builds and builds and builds and you can just scare people forever that way yeah but that, and that's what they were doing with this like you know they like it shows like an american american movie now they they, they would have showed them eating on the flat on the on the body and it would just cut away yeah or it would have showed you know I mean? it, or it would have showed more of the actors reactions like this one right, showed that it showed it showed yeah. the reactions but it mostly focused on the zombies actually picking up just, and, and yeah. eating the, the very slowly just like very slowly everything just, just chewing took into the stuff yeah, yeah. So I thought and this movie was great. It's so good. And then like they so freak good. they freak out, so they try to leave, but then more zombies come out of the corner. And now they're all getting mm. cornered and shit. And they eventually kind of like push their way through. They get into the car and they head on out of there. So I thought this scene was fantastic. I, I love this scene. Yes. So they escape and they drive away. And they're like, well, you know, we got to go back to that fucking hospital. You know what I mean? And see if we can get the fuck out of here. So basically their plan is... They're going to try to go to the hospital to gather, you know, doctored all them. And mm-hmm. they want to go back yeah. on the boat and just sail away. You know what I mean? Right. Just sail Which away with smart. me. Oh, sticks. Very good. Very like good. That. Very good reference there. You like that. But yeah, that would have been smart, right? If they just yeah. got on the boat and just got the fuck out of there. But that does not happen. No. So during all this stuff too, Fritz, he, uh, he turned into a zombie and our boy shot his ass. I, yep. think he, I think he likes doing it. He shot like so many fucking bodies. Right. So so eventually the crew, they run over a zombie. Okay. Our boy Brian was driving and eventually crashes into some bushes. And somehow our boy Peter like fucking twisted his, broke his ankle. Like with a fucking bone showing and shit. Yeah. That's great. So now they're like, now they have to be on the foot to make it, make their way, um, to, to uh, make their way to the, to the, to the church or the medical, mm-hmm. the medical church, I guess. So this one's a little weird too. So they're, they're walking right on the beach front and they hear yeah. like this, like native music. All mm-hmm. right. And then Susan's like, she starts to freak out. She's like, they're cursing us right now with that music. And all it is, it's like normal, like, you know, Dominic Republican music. And she's like, they're cursing us yeah. right now with this voodoo music. Yes. I was like, it's okay, native. interesting. So they leave on there. He, they're, they're going back and forth now. Manor's going back and forth with, with Lucas. And they, he was basically saying like, you know, so the, the, the doctor's pretty much out of, he, he doesn't really know what to do anymore. Like he's he's tried all these like different medical procedures, like all types of like different, you know, like biopsies, all kinds of stuff to figure out what's going on with this. And he's basically just saying like, "Hey, man, like I don't know, but you know what's going on? Do you believe in this voodoo stuff?" He's like, "Well, you know, Lucas is basically saying like, you know, my dad, you know, told me some stories about this voodoo stuff. He's like, you know, when the dead rises, you know, from the grave, they come out here to suck the human blood." I was like, okay, well, shit, your dad has some crazy stories. <laughs> so, like, the doctor, he just cannot believe that of all things, voodoo is bringing the dead back to life. So he all just, things. Of all things, he just can't believe it. So now we have the crew. They're walking through, like, kind of like a cemetery. 
And our boy Brian, he finds a 400-year-old helmet. Now, how did he know it was 400 years old? I have no idea. But then again, he's he, just really good at, at data. He, yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, he, he gave us a history of, uh, of voodoo earlier. Yeah, so he, he gave us. He knows a lot about history. I think he literally gave us like when I read it. Like I think <laughs> literally what I just read a couple minutes ago was the exact yeah. thing he said, and I was right mm-hmm. from the dictionary. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. So I like how he says like, "Oh, these cemeteries must be the Spanish conquistadores." Yes. Oh, okay. It must be. They're randomly on this island. Got you. So Pete. Well, I mean, that kind of makes sense because yeah. I mean, like a lot of those islands were being overrun by the Spanish. Okay. So it does make sense, but it's really weird though that of all places they end up in a conquistador cemetery. Yes. So Peter's there. He's all like hurting yes. shit. He's laying right next to Anna. And this is when he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I might not make it off this island, so I'm just gonna tell this girl what's up. He's like. Yeah. You know, yep. when we make it back to New York, you know, you know, like, uh, she's like, oh, yes, I know. It's like, yes, oh, my yeah. flirting has worked this whole time. It's like, I-, I was just waiting for him to say, you know, I really wasn't like a newspaper guy writer. I just wanted to get in your pants. I was waiting for him to say that. Ouch. So this place, this part was pretty creepy. So like, he was like, fuck, it, I'm just sort of kissing her right now. Starts kissing her and stuff. And now the contistadoras are rising from the grave and one of them grabs uh, Anna's head, like grabs her fucking top of her head, and one of them mm-hmm. grabs uh, Peter's foot. So they start freaking out and stuff. And of course, Brian goes there to try to rescue her, leaving a scared wife behind Susan. And mm-hmm. this is when we get a giant, uh, zombified uh, Spanish soldier. Yes. And she's frozen in fear. They're like looking at each other. He's like up from the grave, and you know they took their time with this too, for the yep. for the zombies rising up on the grave and everything. I thought that I thought this one this one looked way better than the fucking Return of the Living Dead ones coming oh, up. Hell yeah, was well, a much better movie, but um, yeah. but yeah, it um, uh, this is the zombie that's on the movie poster. Yes, yeah, coming yeah. up, and like he's like walking like two maybe three feet, and then wham, just fucking mm. bites the fucking girl's throat. Ugh, I was like, I didn't just, see that coming. Ugh. And then blood just gushes like everywhere. I don't even know. I don't know if a human even has that much blood. Oh, they do an Italian. They can fucking get and all I, that. I, in Italy, they have plenty yeah. of blood. Kind of like uh-huh. in uh, Tenebrae, when we were watching that, and like yeah. they cut her arms off. Like just yeah. she was like everywhere. A all over the world. Yeah, she's still okay afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. So, no problem. Uh, <laughs> so she's she get bit. All right. Yeah, she's not okay though. Yeah, not. And then Brian sees it. He's like, oh, fuck. He starts shooting his ass. Yeah. And then it, not, the, the bullets don't work. So they haven't figured out the head uh, gimmick yet. They haven't figured out to shoot them all in the head yet. No. So, But then right when the uh, they're, the, 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 the zombie is about to attack, you know, Brian and all of them, then Peter, he, he limps out and he, he bashes his head in with like, some steel cross. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Brian doesn't want to leave his wife there, but they're like, hey, don't worry about it. She's dead now. Fuck it. Yeah, let's don't go. Worry about it. Don't worry about it. Let's no go. Problem. Get out of here. All right. Fuck it. Don't want any barrier. Come get her. Never. So they mm-hmm. all leave. And of course, you know, the fucking guy could barely walk on his fucking leg. Peter can. All right. So they found, they, they found the hospital, the church hospital. Okay. Mm-hmm. And. 
And this is when the doctor is basically talking, you know, he's still like the doctor this whole time is just like, he can't believe all of his experiments basically didn't work at all. Okay. So they all bang on the door, they open in and there's like a ton, ton of zombies in the background. And there's one scene I got to mention that I like too, that this movie did. Um, yeah. So they're, they're running through like the palm trees, you know, after the, uh, they, they left Susan behind and then in the background. You can see like two or three zombies kind of like in the background, like walking very slowly in the same scene. Right. I was like, fuck, I like that. You know? Yeah, it looks great. I don't need these fucking wild jumping, doing aerobic zombies, brother. It's going to be some slow ones. You know what I mean? In the background, looking all creepy. They just pop up out of nowhere. That's all I need. So they, they get into the church and stuff, and they're basically saying like, so they put... Peter on the bed and they're trying to, the nurse is trying to help out his foot and they're basically saying this 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 part of the island is now getting overrun with zombies and we gotta lock up this whole area right here. Mm-hmm. And of course Mannon asks about his wife. Peter just gives him the look, like, yeah, that bitch is dead. He's like, oh damn it. So they're locking everything up, and then this is when we get the I believe this is when we get the backstory of uh <laughs> Of Anna's dad. Yeah. So, this one was a little weird because have you ever heard of overacting before? I have. I have witnessed it a couple times. Okay. Especially doing this show. So, yes. When we get there, I'm going to be Anna's dad here in a second. Okay? No, great. So, first of all, I like this part too because like, manners are like, you know, Anna's basically asking, like, you know, what what's go, you know, what's going on with that? It's like, I'm gonna tell you about what happened to your dad. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Basically, he caught the disease when he was. T- so Anna's dad was basically on this island, and he was there to help out Doctor Manor to figure out what's the disease on this island. But of course, he caught the disease when he was on this island. So basically, mm-hmm. Manor come. He's like, I remember like it was yesterday. It was like this dream sequence. You know, but yeah. the way they cut it was just like just like another scene. So he walks in there, right, and you see like Anna's dad just lay on the bed, and he's all like, "I just got two requests." He's like, "All right." He's like, "What is it?" He's like, "Well, tell my Anna." You know what I mean? I'm gonna write this letter to her, and then he basically does the whole talk about the letter, you know, of how he like yeah. loves her and everything, and how he was trying to right. fix out this island. And, uh, you know, he's like, make sure you get this on the boat to give it to her and stuff. Yeah, this is the letter uh, she gets at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And I just like it when he was all like, and then I'm about to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just, it's almost like a comedy, like a comedic death scene. We're like, yeah. Oh, and he just dies. Then, like they wrap him up. Then, then they wrap him up, and then you see him shoot him. Then that's what the whole, whole beginning scene was. Is like okay, and that's, get the boat yeah, that's ready. how the movie started. Yeah, right. So get the boat ready. I was like, come on now. Did we really have to add that part <laughs> in there? It was just like that was just funny. <laughs> so now, like the whole place is getting like overrun by zombies, and I believe it was mm-hmm. like I, I believe it was the doctor man. I was like, okay. I got kerosene in the fucking uh, closet. Go get that because they're going to make a bunch of, was it, uh, Molotov cocktails? Molotov cocktails, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go get my gun. But everybody go lock up the windows. So we had this whole big scene of everybody locking up the windows. Um, <laughs> they had to kill a couple of zombies to get them out to the windows and stuff. 
<laughs> and I like it where man, I'm like, okay, you think there's going to be something with this guy. Like some sort of like shocking secret that he was behind everything or something like that. No, he just grabs his fucking shotgun. And next thing you know, the zombie just eats his ass. I was like, yeah, well, there goes it. him. So he's a good guy yeah. the whole time, I guess, in a way. Well, kind of. Well, what did he do I mean, that was bad? Okay, well, so, I mean, I guess I'm just assuming. Like, I assumed, you know, I assumed more than the story tells us. So, yeah, I mean, you took it as, like, he's experimenting with the zombie outbreak, trying to cure people. And I kind of took it as, like, he's more, like, interested in it. You know what I mean? Like, he's trying yeah. to figure out why it's happening to weaponize it or something like that. But it doesn't really tell us either way. But, yeah, I mean, I guess he, he could have just been trying to save all these people, truly. So, now some of the zombies are getting inside the place. So, they start shooting them. Mostly, um, mostly Brian is. He's, like, the only mm-hmm. one that can, like, use a gun around here. Apparently, yeah. So, we have the scene where the, the, the doctor gets killed. Then we get the scene of Lucas. He gets bit by a zombie. Mm-hmm. All right. And then he starts to turn. And then he basically bites the nurse. It's like a triple effect. And then most of the zombies start breaking into the little church. And they're, like, shooting them. But then Anna, she tries to go get the uh, the cocktails. But she gets cornered by a Lucas yep. uh, zombie. And they basically just shoot his ass down. She goes, gets the cocktails throws them at it and i was like this might be kind of dangerous <laughs> so like you know you don't say they're they're barricaded a little bit and they're throwing like mm-hmm. they had to throw like at least five of those cocktails around there while shooting all these zombies really cool scene you know what i mean you got the fire yeah. everywhere you got guns going on got zombies falling down coming from all kind of corners you know re- really really good action here and they're eventually they're at a stopping point they're like okay let's get out of here so let's just go through the back door all right, and then there, there yeah. happens to be zombies in the back door. Right? Of course, so they start fighting them, like hitting them in the head, like something you see out Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Just fucking. I was about to say it's through. very Resident Evil. Yeah, it's very Resident Evil. Very, yeah, you you could tell you, like you, you were yeah, that everybody got the, a lot from this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 definitely. They had to, especially with that scene of them eating the fucking uh, mm. a manor's wife. That was like straight yeah, from Resident yeah. Evil. Uh, so they're fighting everything, and then Brian stops because he sees his wife susan she is now a zombie he's like oh fuck and then basically she bites his arm i believe Mm -hmm. and then this guy is like fucking shoot her shoot her yes i said don't hesitate shoot that bitch (laughs) he's like fucking shoot that bitch and then fucking peter just shoots her all right he's like i got rid of her i was like okay thanks man no remorse this guy nope and uh she is buying him that's true and uh so then they get out of there and they go to the boat okay mm-hmm. and and then while they're on the fucking uh the boat and everything you know they you know um brian he's uh you know he's feeling it a little sick all right mm-hmm. and he's basically saying like he doesn't want to die okay and well you know, before they obviously they see the church explodes. They had to like watch it for a long time. We watched the church explode. <laughs> you know, we you always got to have yeah. one of those scenes in there. You got to see something explode. Okay, so they're on the boat sailing away. Brian's sick. You know, he's basically saying he doesn't want to turn. He doesn't want to die. But basically, they just yeah. lock him in the room because they know he's basically gonna die. And I yeah. thought this part was pretty interesting. 
So Anna's like basically saying, hey, should we just throw him overboard? I mean, that's basically what she was saying, okay? She, <laughs> yeah. She's she like, well, we she, just throw his ass no, over. But she yeah. didn't really say that, but she she implied that. Like, yeah, let's get rid of him. That. Like, how the fuck are you getting ready to throw his ass overboard? But Peter's like, no. Yeah. It's like, we got to take him back to the States, okay? Mm-hmm. Because we have to prove to everybody what happened here. Because if we just tell them, they're going to think we're crazy. Oh, yeah. We have proof. Yeah. And Anna's like, well, I don't know if that's a good idea, bringing in a highly contagious, zombified person who he bites people. He could probably spread it like fucking a disease all throughout the city. And Peter's like, oh, don't right. worry about it. They'll take care of it. <laughs> It'll be fine. Plus, I mean, it's going to take them, what, two days, probably two or three days to sail back to the to New York City? Uh, probably longer than or, that. Well, they don't, they don't, they don't say that. Do they say they're going to New York or just back to the United no, no, States? No, no, they want to go back. Well, I'm probably to like any part of the United States probably, but they're just sailing so, right now. So let's like say the, they're, let's say they're sailing to Miami. Yeah. Which is much closer, but it probably takes a, a couple of days, right? At least. Yeah. To sail from Matul to, uh, to, um, <laughs> to, uh, Miami. Yeah. So they're just going to keep this zombie locked in a room on a boat. Yeah. At nighttime and everything. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, because well, they, they they were breaking through all the doors before, but this is going to be fine. Somehow. Well, they could finally, you know, get it on. So it's okay. No, well, true. Yeah. So then this is when we had to tie in the movie with Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, because first, you know, first, none of the zombie one wasn't mentioned. Like, we don't like, we didn't have any of the characters from, we didn't have no fly boy, no fly. We didn't have any of that shit. Okay. No, no, no. So then they turn on the radio. Like I like that too. Peter's like, okay, since we're we sailing here for a while, let's just let's just listen to some good tunes. It turns yeah. on the radio, and it was a broadcast saying that New York City has been overrun by these living dead creatures, possibly known as zombies, uh, mm. attacking everybody and destroying the city and, and basically taking over. We have this. We we noticed that this quarter has been taken over. This has been taken over. And they're looking at it like, what the hell? So basically, that that so it shows that that boat, that sailboat that was just drifting away from that, remember that from that yeah. cop, they got bitten, that they were checking him out in the hospital. He was right. basically ground zero for the United States. Yeah. So obviously, that ties in with Dawn of the Dead because at Dawn of the Dead beginning, we're getting broadcasts of all these outbreaks of zombies appearing up everywhere. So that's how we tied everything together. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Which makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, like the Dawn, like Night of the Living Dead t- takes place in Pittsburgh, as as does Dawn of the Dead. But you know, like Day of the Dead, it just takes place with it's just about different people, yeah, dealing with a zombie outbreak in a different place. Yeah. So I mean, it kind of does fit together in a way. Yeah. So basically, they the 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 uh, where the zombies originated from was this island mm-hmm. moto. All right, but since yeah. That one zombie snuck on the boat was on that boat, or maybe the maybe it probably was probably what happened was the captain of the boat that was going to go deliver the letter or all the, yeah. the belongings to Anna. That's the one. The captain was probably the the per- person on the boat who caught the the, the zombie disease, and then of course yeah. when the cop was on there, he got bit, and then they brought him into the city. It just spread like wildfire. Yeah, so plus the one sense. that's at the bottom of the harbor. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah that one escaped. too. Yeah. Yeah, the one at the bottom of the harbor, too. Exactly, too. Yeah. Like, he wasn't dead. He just got to the bottom of the ocean. He could have came out, and he could have spread the disease, too. 
So yeah. that, you well, know, I mean, technically he's already dead. So yeah. what's he going to do? Drown? And of course, we're spreading it to New York. People travel, so that's how we probably got it to Pittsburgh, which makes sense. And that's how you get it all a global pandemic, like it was. So it all exactly. makes sense to me. All makes sense to me. So they look at it, and I the <laughs> the best part is the guy on the radio. Because then we see a scene of like all these zombies walking down like the bridge. Was the Brooklyn yeah, Bridge? Yeah, that was so good. Fucking I cool as shit. And then the guy yeah. was like, "Yeah, they're everywhere. The zombies are everywhere. Oh crap! They're in the studios now." Ah! <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> and then we cut it. So very fun movie. I love this one. This one was a, this one. This definitely was a fun movie. I, you know, I. I, I like it where we can have like two sequels to a to a franchise movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because well, you know, obviously we're gonna do Day of the Dead one of these days too, oh, probably for next, yeah. probably for like next year's Zombies, and that's a great movie too. Like that's a fantastic yep. one, but this one is also a pretty good one too. So it's cool that we can kind of like from one movie we can have like two great sequels. So yeah, one thing about this movie that just gets me is that. It just makes me feel sick and not because of the gore, but like, I just feel like when I watch this movie, I just feel like I'm coming down with something. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to describe. Like, it just makes me feel like, you know, like I'm coming down with a virus or something. Yeah. Cause it's just so grimy and so dirty. And I just want to like, feel like I need to take a shower when I'm done watching it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So, but everybody that has been zombie, or Zombie 2. Zombie 2. Zombie 2, everybody. But join us here next week as the Retro Blood continues the zombie mm. month as we talk all about Zombie 3. Allison, have you ever seen this Zombie one before? Zombie 3. Um, I believe I have, yeah. Um, I know it has to do with something called Death 1. Um, and you'll find out what that is next week. I believe this was shot in the Philippines. Um it's kind of a Fulci movie. So Fulci started working on it, but then went home and then the great Bruno Mattei finished it. There you go. So there'll be a lot of to talk about next week um, on the Who Booked This Shit segment. That should be a fun one, everybody. But yeah. I think we'll leave everybody with some uh, wildfire. That's what I was thinking. All right, everybody. Because we had a bunch of wildfire in this fucking movie. You know, burnings yeah. everywhere, church burnings. Fucking zombies yeah, burnings, cocktails. Monk, yeah, yeah. cocktails everywhere. Fucking, you know, fucking Brian getting bit by his wife and everything. Zombies taking mm. over the place. Definitely some wildfire shit going on over here. Hell yeah. So, but everybody, check us out on the uh, lights out that we did. Dropped uh, 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 Friday. Yep. Um, we, you know, we want to see what we talked about all about Dawn of the Dead. It was one of the first times that we actually talked in person, me and Allison, which was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was definitely tipsy on that fucking podcast. It was great. We're talking all about Dawn of Dead Zombie One, and of course, you know the the beginning, the uh, the retro blood uh, uh, last week over here when we did uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Movie kind of sucked, mm. but you know you gotta have those movies here once in a while. But everybody, we're join us. It back, though. Yeah, we're bringing it back. So you know, was that this one? This is a fantastic one. I highly enjoyed it. Hope you all did too. Uh, check us out on the Facebook, the new Instagram that we got going on. Like us on there. Uh, if you like this sh- show, you know, give us a like on, on Spotify, Apple Music. Rate the show and everything. It means a lot to us. But everybody, we will see he- you here. Jay Allison, James Klein, next time. Nah, see you guys. <laughs>